another part of daily practice is five Tibetan rites, the ancient secret of the fountain of youth. Many years ago I came across this practice and I fell in love with it. The, the reason being is because they're so simple and yet so effective. I was already doing yoga for, for some years and I was looking something energetic that would help not only the physical body, the poshas, the flexibility, the spine, but also would work with energies, with chakras, activations to energize the body. So five Tibetan rites are very very effective and they have so many benefits that actually most of the part of the introduction of five Tibetan rites commonly given is about all the health benefits. Uh, there is also a book about five Tibetan rites and uh, as far as I remember about a quarter or a third about that book is all about the health benefits of these exercises and people reporting all kinds of healing effects and even miraculous healing effects that, that happen to them. A lot of part of the explanation is the actual you think process. So you become younger by doing these exercises. This is why they're called this, the secret of the fountain of youth. So while doing these exercises, your body will become, will start to naturally rejuvenate, refresh and re-energize in itself. And therefore the youth think process begins usually to see uh, rejuvenation effects you would need between two to six months practice and if you extend it for a year or two then you will see very big effects on your body so just before we go deeper i would like to bring a little introduction and a little bit of history about these five tibetan rites so they come from Tibet, five Tibetan rites from the Himalayan region and Tibetan monks have been uh, already aware of yoga, of many different yoga paths, traditions, practices and they wanted to find something useful that could be practiced daily and also that would save time. So, therefore, they combined the knowledge of yoga with the knowledge of Tibetan spirituality, the knowledge of energy system, energy centers. They combined these two things together and they made these five exercises. There's an optional six exercise, which is optional and it is only if you if you prefer to do it and if you want to have some extra benefits and I will explain about them later on as well so 
It has been uh, brought to the Western world by um, one uh, British uh, explorer. And uh, when he came back, he, he looked rejuvenated, very young, and people started asking what happened to you and so on, and he started sharing what he discovered in Tibet. So, the potential benefits, as, as I mentioned, for the physical body, so many potential benefits, even actually becoming younger and younger. The aging, you see there is the natural aging process, but then you can counterbalance the aging process. Generally, what mainly women would do, they would take some creams, some lotions to, to make their skin younger, but skin is only on the surface, only at the top. You know, so it doesn't really rejuvenate and make you younger. It's only the, the actual skin appearance looks younger so with five Tibetan rites you rejuvenate and you become younger from all levels and that begins in order to understand the youthing process we need to understand the different levels from where it starts and why we physically then become younger so by doing five Tibetan rites, we activate our energy centers. There are seven energy centers. They're called energy vortexes, or commonly known as chakras. So by doing these five Tibetan rites, we activate our energy centers, energy vortexes. There is one at the base, there is the belly, sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the top of the head, the crown. So, it not only activates these energy centers, but also balances them, harmonizes the energy centers. If they're too slow and too weak, the exercises make them stronger and at the optimal speed. If they're too fast, Again, it balances to, to spin at the optimal speed, these energy centers. As these energy centers become activated, then the life force energy starts to flow through them. The life force energy, prana or chi known in China, starts to flow through these energy centers. So you start to receive more and more the life force energy from the from the universe which is like electricity for electrical devices but for our biological energetic system it is the life force energy this life force energy starts to flow through the chakras through the energy centers then it comes into meridians so in china they have developed a whole system about meridians and acupuncture points Basically, human body is like a microchip with, with many places of interwining, interconnecting meridian points. And when they put a needle into a certain meridian point, they open up an energy channel or a stream through, through which the electricity or life force energy can flow through. 
So if the patient comes to acupuncturist and they say I have I have a pain in my in my liver, so he the acupuncturist puts a needle into a certain point which opens up the energy channel so that the energy, the healing energy can flow into that organ which is suffering or which lacks the life force energy. So the life force energy comes into the energy centers, then into meridian points. Through meridian points it goes into endocrine system and then it goes into actual physical organs. So by practicing five Tibetan rites, you receive the healing life force energy throughout your all energy system, starting with energy vortexes, meridians, through your hormonal system, endocrine system, and into your actual physical organs. So your physical organs become recharged, rejuvenated, and fully refreshed every day. How beautiful and amazing that is. So this is why after two months, six months, a year or two, you start seeing the actual physical using effects. So you start to counterbalance the aging process. Generally known is that with the five Tibetan rites, in combination with meditation, which really helps the nervous system, the brain, you become younger between five to ten years, biologically younger. Five, five ten years is achievable for anybody. And myself and so many other people in our community are actually very fresh, very rejuvenated. You can see the energy shining, their health is vital, they're always full of energy. So through the practice, if you give it one or two years to practice, five Tibetan rites, meditation, raising your vibration, releasing any lower vibrational energies, you will become five to ten years younger biologically, not, not even mentioning your emotional, mental well-being, and your level of consciousness, raising of your consciousness. So coming back to the five Tibetan rites, to the physical aspect of the exercise program, is they have so many healing effects on your physical body. Some of the other benefits are obviously sleeping better, feeling more energized, feeling refreshed, relief from the pains of the joints, uh, spine becomes better, memory, arthritis, weight loss, improving vision, uh, physical strength, emotional, mental well-being as well, and overall energetic well-being. So every organ is re-energized. Some of the people in our community even say their eyesight got better, their senses become more clearer, certain uh, back pains disappeared, neck pains, shoulder pains, certain organs became much better. So, so many effects. 
not only our community but actually the the actual book of five Tibetan rights reports the the doctors and scientists saying scientific and medical reasons why they actually really really help and thousands of thousands of thousands of people sending their testimonials and saying all the benefits they have experienced so in order to understand this process we need to understand that the life force energy then is being channeled into the seven major energy centers and there is also actually 122 minor energy centers in the body and then it comes into meridians and into the physical organs so knowledge of chakras is 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 important to understand the youthing process because every energy center controls many organs for example your third eye controls the hormones your dreams and your DNA so as you activate that energy center you achieve a, a balance in your hormones a good sleep and even your DNA starts to activate more and more the sleeping parts of the DNA and any other energy centers related to digestion to the sexual organs obviously the heart and all other organs throughout the whole body okay so the exercise program as we know there are five exercises yes the sixth one is optional so the first exercise and I will briefly explain how it is done and a few details about it. So the first exercise is, as you already have practiced, is standing up, stretching your arms, and spinning clockwise. It's simply you stand up, stretch your arms, and you spin clockwise. As you spin clockwise, you breathe in deeply, yes, with your full lung capacity. So when you breathe, it needs to be a deep breath, like breathing through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. A full deep breath with your full lung capacity. As you breathe, you breathe in, into your lungs and into your belly. That is the full breath. As you spin with the first exercise, what happens is that you activate your energy field. So as you spin clockwise, you activate your whole energy field. Your energy field is about one and a half to two meters all around you. So you start to move and activate all the energies around you. This is exercise number one you should feel slight dizziness as you finish the exercise one if you don't feel any dizziness it means you did them too slow or too few times if you feel a lot of dizziness it means that you've done too fast or too many times so the optimal knowing that you did them well is you should feel a slight 
normal, we could say a slight normal sense of dizziness, that you feel dizzy, but it's okay, it's manageable. So that means that you have activated your energy field all around you, like a little vertigo, a healthy vertigo. Then you can pause. You can pause for a few seconds, catch your breath, and to ground a little bit. The second exercise is you lay down on your yoga mat, and then as you breathe in, you lift your head, only the head, not the shoulders, not the chest, only your head and left legs 90 degrees at the same time. So as you breathe in, only head and legs 90 degrees. And you breathe out, you let them go. Breathing in, only head, only legs 90 degrees. Breathe out, you let them go. Again, the breath needs to be full, deep breath through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. And I will later on explain how many times you need to do and what is the progression. So now I'm explaining only how to do them and how to know that you have done them correctly. And later on explain the whole program, how to begin, how many times, how to progress, how to increase and how to allow your body to adjust. So we will come to that shortly. So the second exercise is you lift your head only and your legs at the same time as you breathe in and you let them go as you breathe out. What happens in the second exercise is that not only you exercise your physical muscles, which is your neck, your head, your shoulders, your legs go up, so your, your belly, your abdomen, is, ab, abs are working good. Also your spine becomes more tensed and then you release it. And energetically what happens is that the energy at the base, as you lift your legs up and your head up, you push the energy from the base, the Kundalini energy or the Shakti energy, you, you push it from the base to flow up into your crown. So you can even visualize. As you're doing these exercises, you can even visualize that when you do the second exercise, that you push the energy from the bottom through your spine to flow up into your crown. This is where you, you make it even more powerful, this practice, yes? You can even visualize, you can even know precisely where the energy flows. This way, as you breathe in, you can even like uh, make a suction of energy. So as you breathe in, you push and you suck the energy from the bottom to flow through your spine into your crown. It's called energy sublimation. In Tantra, it's known as subliming the energy. So you sublime it and you push it up from your base up into your crown. So that is the exercise number two. Number three is you roll up your yoga mat and you sit on your knees so that you support your knees. Yes, you can put your knees on the soft part of the yoga mat. So as you sit on your knees, 
Then you, you put your hands on your bum, on your lower back, to support your lower back. And then you arch back. As you arch back, you inhale. You don't need to overstretch, but it should be a nice ar arching back. So you inhale as you arch back, and you exhale as you come 90 degrees vertical. As you come 90 degrees vertical, you exhale and you put your head to your chin, to your chest. You put your chin to your chest, yes, as you exhale. And then again, you inhale and you naturally arch back. So this exercise should be very flowy, like very bendy, yes? If, if you feel very rusty, you know, you like, like, like a really rusty spine, it's okay, you know, maybe it's just the beginning, your spine might be very rusty. But then as you will, as you will relax into your spine, it should be very bendy, yes? So you arch back and you come back and your chin to the chest. As you arch back, you inhale. As you come back 90 degrees vertical, you exhale. What happens in this third exercise energetically is that as you arch back and as your head goes backwards, you push the energy from the top back into the base. So you see in the second exercise, in the first exercise, we activated the energy field. In the second exercise, we were subliming and pushing the energy from the bottom rise up. In the third, from the top of the head to go down. So this moves your energy up and down. So in the third exercise, you move the energy down. It also works very well on your chest energy center, on your solar plexus, your heart and your throat. The third exercise, as you arch back, you fully open up your solar plexus, your heart and your throat. So this is why the energy centers and chakras, they become activated and stronger. As well as the Kundalini Shakti energy, the fountain of youth. When this energy rises up and down and up and down, it rejuvenates your whole spine, your whole nervous system. Very, very special. Exercise number four is you sit up on your yoga mat and you do what is called in yoga a bridge. A bridge pose, yes? So as you breathe in, you make a bridge. And you let your, your head fall back. And then as you breathe out, you sit back vertically 90 degrees. So breathing in, you make a bridge. You let your head fall down. Breathing out, you sit back. And you let again your, your chin go to your chest. In this exercise, you obviously exercise your muscles, mainly your shoulder area, your legs, your knees, your arms, your thighs, your, your hips, your torso, and also, again, you exercise, you open up and strengthen your belly, 
your solar plexus, your heart and your throat. In the third, in the fourth exercise, again you push the energy go down. There is a little secret that as you do the fourth exercise, as you make a bridge, then you pause for one or two seconds and you make an extra tense, extra tension of your muscles. So as you are at the bridge, as you are making the bridge, you pause and you make like a little like, oh, a little extra tension of your putting your chest up and tensing your muscles. This allows the energies and the chakras to kind of pop up. If there is energy, if there is anything stuck, it allows to pop out any energies and also to strengthen these energy centers. So that was the fourth, making the bridge, and then to sit back and chin to the chest, breathing out. The fifth one is you come, this is a really familiar yoga exercise, you come into the downward dog pose as the preparation for the exercise, and then when you breathe in, you go down and you arch into a cobra pose and your head goes back and you can even twist a bit your spine, you can twist your neck, you can twist your, you can move your head a bit, you make a cobra pose and as you're making a cobra pose you can even a little bit move your spine, move your shoulders, move your neck to release any tensions, any, any, any stresses in, in your whole spine. So you breathe in, you make a cobra pose you breathe out, you make a downward dog pose. You breathe in, cobra, you breathe out, downward dog. As you, as you breathe in, make, you make cobra, you push your energy, go down into the base. As you come back into the downward dog, you push the energy from your base into your crown, into the head. So the fifth one, it completes the flow of the light of, of the Shakti Kundalini and the energy to flow up and down your spine. So you move the energy up and down, up and down, up and down. Your spine becomes as flexible as a lean tree. It, it, it just bends up and down, up and down. You release all the tensions, all the stresses, all accumulated blockages, you release everything from your spine. And the energy starts moving a lot. Usually people report feeling very hot. They say, wow, I feel so hot. It's like, whoa, you know, the whole body is burning. Uh, they usually feel a lot of energy flowing through them. So these are the five main exercises. The sixth exercise is an optional exercise and I will only explain the benefits and, and why it is optional. So the sixth exercise, it works with the sexual energy. So therefore, if you do the sixth exercise the sexual abstinence is recommended. Why is that? 
because to do the sixth exercise you need to sublime and raise your sexual energy up into all your physical organs and you you move that sexual energy up through your base you move it up into your organs through the energy centers through the chakras and then you finish up moving into the crown so the sixth exercise it's a very tantric exercise it's a very common practice in tantra to sublime and to utilize this very powerful sexual energy for the healing and spiritual purification purposes so therefore you need to have that energy within you if you make love and if you have an orgasm you lose that energy then you need minimum four or five days to recover the sexual energy so if you experience the orgasm you need four or five days to recover the lost energy so this is why the sexual abstinence is recommended while doing this sixth exercise so the, the benefits are great and immense because the sexual energy is the strongest energy as well as the Shakti Kundalini and you utilize to heal your organs to heal and strengthen your chakras and to move it up to the crown even to raise your consciousness so these are the five main exercises plus the sixth optional exercise five Tibetan rites now let's talk about the exercise program generally speaking if you're young do you have any questions uh -huh. generally speaking if 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 a person is young if you're young um, I would say if, if you are um, up to even 30s, early 40s, like generally good health and good vitality, you can start with six exercises each. So you do six times spinning, six times second one, third one, fourth one, fifth time. So you start six repetitions of all five exercises. So six times the first one, the second one, third, fourth, and fifth. That takes only 10 minutes, literally. Only 10 minutes to do the exercises. So if you are relatively healthy, relatively fit, you can start six times each. If you're a bit of an older age, or your, your spine and your energy is very stagnant, you can start with three times each for the first two weeks so in the first two weeks start with six and then in the third fourth week you can increase by one or two repetitions in addition to that so at the end of the first month you can arrive up to nine times maximum first month and that is a daily practice yes so at the end of the first month it is highly recommended maximum nine times because you need to give time to your body 
you might say physically, oh, it's physically very easy, you know, I could do more. But then your energetic system, your organs, they need time to adjust to the rising vibrations. So it's very important to give these weeks, the first weeks, to allow your energetic system to adjust to the rising vibrations. The maximum amount is 21 in one day. 21 is maximum in one day. You don't need any more because then it would be too much on the chakras. 21 times each is the maximum. So we start with 6 the first 2-3 weeks and then we arrive to 9 times maximum in the first month. Your body will get adjusted, your spine will become more flexible, your joints, your muscles, but even more so your, your chakras and your energy centers, your vibration needs those weeks to start adjusting to the rising vibrations. The second month you can increase in the first two weeks to arrive at 11 and maximum I would suggest maximum 13 in the second month. In the third month, maximum 16, 17. In the fourth month, maximum 19. In the fifth mon month, maximum 21. So this ideally, like generally speaking ideally, you begin with six times first month and then gradually you increase in a six months period to arrive to 21. So your body, your energy needs these six months to adjust to the maximum capacity of 21. Also, it's very common that you might start experiencing some detoxification symptoms. Many years ago when I started doing them, I already was vegetarian, I did yoga before, and as I started these exercises, suddenly there was a little patch, like it came out of blue sky, like, in, like literally while doing these exercises, I felt an energy flow, like an, a release of energy, and there was a patch appeared on my skin of, of, of um, like irritated skin. And then I realized, oh, that was a release of toxins. So my body released the toxins and then it disappeared in, in a few days or a week. So it's very common that your body will start releasing the toxins. As the energy is rising, as the organs are cleansing, you might experience some detoxification effects. It is also recommended that if you do yoga, keep yoga, keep the practice. You don't need to stop it. Yoga is always, if you do it, it's good. If you don't do it, it's okay. These five Tibetan rites are the daily essential practice. Every day, 10-15 minutes to do these exercises.
And then if you do yoga, you can do in addition extra yoga exercises after these five Tibetan rites. So whatever you do in terms of yoga, meditation, any mnemonic practice, you can keep what you did before. But these five Tibetan rites are the essential part. Because not every morning you will have one hour or two hours for yoga and meditation. But 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you can afford definitely every day. Another important note is that throughout the week, if you want to keep the progress of your energy, purification, healing your organs, increasing your energetic capacity, if you want to experience the long-term youthing effects, six days are needed continuously in seven days week one day you can skip two days you start losing the energy this is a really really important advice even if you are sick you can still do them maybe do less you know if you're sick you might not be able to do 21 or even 15 or even 11 do at least six so six is minimum six days a week is minimum as well this way at least you will keep up the energy flow if you lose two days three days a week your energy will drop so six times minimum a day diet high vibrational diet is essential rule number one eliminate red meats rule number one red meats out of your diet if you are eating red meats take six months remove the red meat and stay six months without red meat you can use you can eat chicken and fish until your body will get adjusted without the red meat so rule number one no red meat it's bad for your energy it's bad for your consciousness it's bad for your digestion it takes three days to digest the red meat energetically you lose more energy than you gain by eating red meat so that's rule number one to eliminate red meat you take it off your menu and you can keep six months with chicken and fish to to maintain the balance then you can eliminate chicken yeah so diet is very important meats need to be out of your 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 menu and high vibrational foods okay a few more things after the five Tibetan rites what is really recommended to do is the alternate nostril breathing exercise. So you can have your pinky and your thumb and first you start by closing the, red, the right side of your nose and you breathe in for four seconds. 
Then you switch and you breathe out for four seconds. You breathe in through the same. You switch and you breathe out for four seconds. So this is a one cycle, alternate nostril breathing one cycle. It is very needed and very effective because it puts oxygen into your left and right brain. It oxygenizes your brain, your lungs and all your cells. So you can do minimum five cycles, recommend the ten cycles after the five Tibetan rites. So one more time, at first you close the right side, you breathe in four seconds, you switch, you breathe out, you breathe in through the same, you switch, you breathe out. One cycle. You do this minimum five times, optimally ten times, ten cycles after five Tibetan rites. This way you will put a lot of oxygen into your left brain, right brain and all the cells in your body. So you will oxygenate your body. And then, so this completes the program, the five Tibetan rites program. We spoke the five Tibetan rites exercise. You do minimum six times every day. You take six months to reach 21 times maximum. Then you combine the alternate nostril breath right after these exercises to oxygenate your brain and your cells. And then you do the meditation. In between, you can also do the pranayama, which is another essential daily practice. Pranayama you can do either before five Tibetan rites or after the alternate nostril breath, before the meditation. If you don't have much time, you can do five Tibetan rites, nostril breath, and then the Kundalini Shakti meditation the fountain of youth meditation. So in this fountain of youth meditation, the right posture is needed. So you sit with your spine straight. You touch these two fingers together and put your on your legs, on your knees. Your spine must be straight because that is the fountain of youth, Kundalini, Shakti meditation. Your spine must be straight. The energy needs to rise from the bottom through your spine into your crown. So you bring these two fingers together, right away you form an energetic loop, an energetic circle, and your energy right away rises up. Additionally, you can bring the tip of your tongue to the top part of your mouth, of your just behind the front teeth, at the at the at the ceiling of your mouth, just behind the frontal teeth, you bring the tip of your tongue, and you hold it there. 
two fingers, you, you connect the fingers, you bring the tongue to the top of your mouth. This helps to again intensify and bring the energy up. And the final secret of bringing your energy up, of boosting your, your Shakti, your Kundalini to rise up, even your eyesight, is you keep your eyesight in a horizontal position and then 30, 45 degrees up. So first you bring them horizontally, then 30, 45 degrees up and you bring your focus into your third eye. So you form an inner triangle. Your eyesight goes from the horizontal position it goes 30-45 degrees up and then into your third eye. So you bring your eyesight into your third eye horizontally. Tongue at the top of your lips, fingers holding together. Then you can close your eyes and then as you breathe feel the energy flowing up. So you do a breathing Kundalini meditation to breathe and to allow the energy to flow up. All these secrets, energetic secrets, will allow the energy to intensify and to rise up. So your Shakti, your Kundalini, your fountain of youth, the inner light will be flowing through your spine, through all the seven energy centers and rising up through your crown as the 1000 petal lotus as it will be flowing up then it, you will form an energetic field where it comes back again and it keeps as a fountain rising up and it keeps on rising and rising and rising so this is the fountain of youth meditation, the Kundalini Shakti meditation. All your energies will be moving. The three secrets of the energy flow are touching the fingers, the tongue at the top, and the eyesight 30-45 degrees forming a triangle into your third eye. This will supercharge, super boost your energy flow and it will allow your fountain of youth to flow and to really open up. It really helps to raise your consciousness as well. So this is the ideal, essential, daily, morning practice. Ideal essential daily practice. Five Tibetan rites, nostril breath, pranayama either before or after the nostril breath and then the kundalini fountain of youth meditation at the end. The whole, this is a complete morning essential practice that that the whole practice would take one hour. One hour, if you extend the meditation, it can take one hour, 20 minutes, maximum one hour and a half, maximum. 
the so the full program is pranayama either before or in the middle five tibetan rites nostril breath pranayama after nostril breath and then kundalini fountain of youth meditation one hour one hour and a half to do the full complete daily practice if you have let's say half an hour in that half an hour I would suggest to do five Tibetan rites and pranayama that would be half an hour practice if you have only 15 minutes only five Tibetan rites so like as the essential number one is five Tibetan rites no matter what six times a week if you have more time half an hour pranayama in addition to that pranayama is essential daily practice but you can do it in the middle of the day in the evening as well if you have one hour you can do all of it the full essential daily practice if you have one hour and a half you can take it easy and slow and make it a full complete practice of your everyday so this will form your essential daily practice that you can do yourself in addition to that once a week a group satsang group meditation is also essential is needed once a week and also if you want to become fully conscious to attain the full consciousness also once a week either a private session or a group full consciousness transmission once a week is needed so this forms as a full, complete, evolutionary practice. N not only your essential daily practice individually by yourself, but also as a group, satsang, and then to raise and to come to the full consciousness once a week, a private session or a group full consciousness transmission. So this makes a complete spiritual practice.